0: Mel Tempest is known as a fitness business influencer, hands-on health club owner, ebook author, and presenter. Mel has known to be controversial, challenges the status quo, and lives outside the square. Her skill set is current on trends, savvy, and in demand. Her primary goal is to get more health club owners moving towards innovation, technology, and social media success. Her own success comes through tough and humble beginnings. Mel Tempest Now. Presents to you the Gym Owners Podcast, more than just the business of fitness, proudly supported by National Fitness Business Alliance.
1: Oh, good morning, Colin. How are you going this morning?
0: Good morning, Mel. Thanks for having me today.
1: You're very, very welcome. Just for our listeners, I'm speaking to Colin this morning from Seacoast Kettlebells. We spoke to Colin a couple of weeks ago in regards to social media. And we got a very positive response, so we thought we'd invite Colin back again for some chit-chat about social media. So, Colin, since we spoke to you last, is there any news or anything happening down at Seacoast that our listeners would be interested in?
0: Um, I've been kind of busy teaching kettlebell seminars, but other than that, I was at Rick Mayo's place last weekend. Other than that, status quo, producing content, having a good, yeah, just status quo, basically.
1: Yeah, so obviously kettlebells are keeping you um, busy at the moment. I see a lot of workshops popping up. So there's certainly a trend at the moment and a lot of work yep. doing content stuff. And, and that's what we're going to chit-chat about this morning. So um, so let's get started. Please tell me, why do I need content for marketing
0: purposes? Um, I think content is the biggest differentiation that you can make um, as a marketer. I mean, everyone is doing it doing like direct sales style ads and, um, and marketing. And, and honestly, like that doesn't really help people. It just, it, I, I honestly think it actually is annoying to people. <laughs> it works, but it's, it's somewhat annoying. So like for me, I look at like, how can I help people? So if you produce really good content, like a recipe or you give them workouts, just anything, anything that can help them before you've even actually met them, you're, you're already like showing your value. And I think that, um, it pays off in the long run.
1: So it's a little bit like uh, giving somebody an, an invite before they've actually come to the club. Is that what you're saying?
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, if, so say someone's like done. They like I do a lot of recipes. I do a lot of workouts. Say someone has been doing my workout every Friday, and then they they've used like three or four of my recipes. When they actually show up to the club, my sales process doesn't have to be that hard. You know what I'm saying? Because they're just they already have seen the value that we provide. So it's it's a, almost like an automatic sign up. Does
1: that make sense? Yeah, no, it does. So, all right, so you spoke about uh, recipes and workouts. So let's just touch base on those two. Where do you get your recipes from? So though that sounds like a a silly question, for some people it's not a stupid question because they say, well, where am I going to go and get this content from? Where where am I going to go get these recipes from? Where am I going to get these workouts from? So how do you put those things together?
0: Um, A lot of times if we use someone else's recipe, we'll credit it or we'll just – Use, like I have a girl that works for me who's a registered dietitian and she'll come up with the recipes um, and then the one thing I'll say is make sure you take um, your own pictures of stuff and uh, yes yeah, so we make it up the workouts we make up and then we post them online basically.
1: And what Um, if they don't have access to a a dietitian? So they're just a, let's assume it's a personal trainer that's just a one man running his own show. He doesn't have access to a dietitian or he can't afford one, which is the case for a lot of personal trainers. Where would they go and get that information?
0: I mean, even if they were to take, say, they were to take a recipe from like Skinny Taste and then just credit Skinny Taste and then take your own photo so you're not uh, violating copyright laws, that would help people just in itself. My favorite breakfast recipe from SkinnyTaste.com dot com or something, yeah, along those lines.
1: All right, so what was that? SkinnyTaste.com? was that the the yeah. I mean, was...
0: just Google. You could Google healthy recipes and find probably a million of them online.
1: All right, and the safe thing to do is just to credit that company for where they got their information from, and then pop it up onto their Facebook page or their Instagram account.
0: Yeah, but never use and never steal people's pictures too, and always credit your sources.
1: Okay, that's, uh, that's a great that's a great help because people are. They do share a lot of stuff that they just get from other places and they do. Yeah, well, you, yeah. there's a lot of issues with trademarks and that's probably oh, yeah. another topic. So also, yeah. once I've got the content and I create it, does email marketing work? So would you take something that you put on Facebook? So let's say you put a recipe on Facebook. Would you then take that off Facebook and then deliver it into emails?
0: I love email because you look at the open percentage of it and like even on like on most people's list, they get about a 20% open rate, and then maybe even beyond that, like a 20-30% click-through rate. But say, so let's say you have like 2,000 people, 3,000 people on your list. That's a lot more. Like like Facebook's organic reach is maybe like I don't know, I think it's under like 3% or something like that, under 5% for sure. Can't remember the exact number. But so like say you have like 2,000 people on Facebook or 2,000 people on your on your email list. Way more people are going like to see it on email and open it versus. Facebook, unless you pay on Facebook, no one's going to see it. So you just reach more people with email, which is what I like about it. And in general, like if someone opts into your email list, they've already expressed some form of interest in what you're doing. So it's an easier sale.
1: So I get the email, I'm reading your recipe and everything. Is there an incentive in that email for me if I'm not a a member of your club to get in touch with you? Or is it just a straight up email that's just, um, you know, there's a recipe and, and that's the end of it?
0: Um, My general flow usually is I I try to drive everything to my blog. So all roads lead to my blog for the most part. So I take my content, I make a blog post. I've added the Facebook pixel to that, which everyone should add a Facebook pixel. And if you don't know how, call your IT guy and figure that out. I pixel, I have content. So then from there, I just email like, hey, check out this great hamburger recipe on my blog. And then if people click on that, A, I always have a call to action. So at the bottom of every single blog post, I'm giving you all this free stuff, but oh yeah, also I I also like to get paid if you want to come train with me. So there's that. And then on top of that, they just got pixeled. And so for the next six months, I can advertise advertise to them.
1: So Colin, a lot of people out there still don't know what a pixel is. In absolute layman's terms, can you explain what the pixel is?
0: Yeah, so like if you were online shopping, say you looked at, I don't know. So you looked at like a pair of shoes online, um, like Zappos or something like that, and then for something you click, turn off, turn off the browser, and then that pair of shoes keeps popping up everywhere you go. That's what the pixel allows you to do. It just, it's a, it doesn't really let you track like who came to your website, but it just lets you advertise to anybody that came to your came to your blog post. If that makes sense.
1: Yeah. And how important do you think that
0: is? Well, I mean, I think that I can't remember. There's all these sayings, different sayings, but like, I think they say it's like seven to 15 touches before someone buys from you. So say, say they, they click on your blog and they read your article. That's one, but now you can get like three or four more touches if you just keep advertising to them. And then maybe they opt in for your email. That's another touch. And then you send another email. Like the more touches you get on people, the higher likelihood of a sale. So like I've had people on my list that haven't bought anything, but then all of a sudden it's just like one day they see something that they like and they click it and they sign up.
1: With the pixels, do you have insights for them? Will it break down the the demographic of who's clicking away on on my Facebook page? And or um,
0: you would break down the demographic. The pixel is just it's just like JavaScript. It doesn't let you like see anything per se. It's just, it literally just allows you to advertise to someone who clicked on your page. When you get into like looking at your demographics, that's where you want to go to custom audiences and yes. create custom audiences. So for me, I tend to my two audiences that I use the most are like women within 15 miles of my gym and men within 15 miles of my gym. I usually am like age 25 to 45 is my, my target demographic. And I probably most gym owners are something similar to that.
1: I find there's a lot of confusion out there. Uh, people think they know what pixels are, or they don't know what they are, and then they get confused with the insights that you can see on Facebook as well. So, if you are right. an absolute beginner going into Facebook and you're going, say, oh, and you're going to get your ads happening and you want to start targeting the right people, would yeah. you would you suggest that they get start doing pixel ads, or do you think that they just need to stick with the basics with their insights and learn how to do that first?
0: I don't think it's that hard to add a pixel. I honestly – they could do the basics, but, like, they should be producing content. And if you're going to produce content, you're wasting your time if you don't add a pixel. I would, I would think that they should get some help, have someone help them and set it up if All they
1: right. can. So we spoke about this last time, and I spoke to somebody today, and they said to me, Mal, it's so hard to find people that really do know what they're talking about when it comes to helping us with social media – what they're more concerned about is that the people they're talking to don't have a background in the fitness industry. And we all know how common that is. So where's we spoke about this before and I'm going to ask you again for the listeners that missed out, where do we find somebody that's really good with producing fitness content and being able to you know, to be able to do this work for people that can't do it. I mean, for you and I, we can sit on our laptops and for other people, right. and we can do this. But a lot of people out there can't. A lot of people are struggling just to set up a Facebook page.
0: I know. That's tough. I mean, you got to some extent, they have to embrace this because this is where marketing is going, in my opinion. With Thomas Plummer and NFBA, we're setting up a content company so that if you just want content to post, we're doing a soft launch next month, actually. It's called Bad, Bad Monkey. But if you want um, if you want content, we'll do that for you. Another great company that will set up ads for you, Tim Lyons, will actually go into your Facebook page and he'll set up stuff for you. And people are getting tons of leads with that. Or even probably just if you have an IT guy that knows what they're doing, they might be able to help you.
1: All right, that sounds great. I have worked with um Tim Lyons before, and uh he did do some great work with our club about uh twelve months ago, so I can recommend uh Tim all right, so there's some great hints there for people with Facebook uh marketing and just understanding the pixel concept a little bit more. So social media marketing is great, but what about the old traditional marketing? So here in Australia, we still have companies that come into clubs and do marketing for us and they still do your traditional leather in the leather box. (laughs) Really? really? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I think we still have that
0: here too. Like drop-off at restaurants and stuff?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we still have, we we do have an awesome company called Creative Fitness Marketing and they still do uh, like a leather drop they are spending a lot more time now doing stuff on social media for clubs. But what do yeah. you think about traditional marketing? The leather drops, about radio ads, about TV. Tell me what you think.
0: Honestly, like what I see now is you almost want to do the opposite of what everyone around you is doing. So I see now everyone's starting to embrace social media marketing. To stand out, you almost want to do the opposite. And I and I think that a lot of gym owners are like, oh, Facebook ads are dead or like they're not working as good as they were maybe 12 to 18 months ago. And now I don't know how to get any leads in the door. I feel like Facebook ads are just like an addition to all the traditional stuff. And I feel like a lot of gym owners that I talk to have forgotten some of the traditional stuff because Facebook was so easy to get leads on for me. Like I trade probably about 20 grand a year with the radio station. We do radio ads and they, they do work and they're all, it's all local. We do charity events, bring a friend. And honestly, my favorite form of traditional marketing is like handwritten thank you cards. Like we send out tons of thank you cards every week. Yeah. Yeah, so but but I feel like if you ignore the traditional ads you're like leaving off possibly like ten to fifteen new trial memberships a month, basically.
1: Alright, so do you guys in the States do text messaging?
0: I I know people that do that, but I haven't tried it. No. You How's have? that working for you?
1: That works really well for me. I do a lot of text messaging to mem to members and also to um, obviously ex members. We we yep. try to give them a reason to come back into the club. And we sort of cross-reference that with our Facebook marketing, and we nice. follow up with email marketing. I like text messaging. I like it. I like it from two points. Are uh, a, it's it's a direct connection with the person that's picking up the phone. And if you give them a reason in the text message to purchase, you know you can have a purchase pretty much straight away, which is impulse buying. And I like yeah. it. Doing. i like promoting impulse buying some people don't but i do i also find that uh, we have a club app with Netpulse, and i have uh, access That's... to push notifications so push notifications are a little bit like text messaging so i find that they work well also so you don't do a lot of text messaging in the states and you don't know many i owners just don't do, do it do. i'm yeah. sure there's
0: someone doing it and i i, I like the idea of text message because like when someone texts you you do look like you may not respond to it but you automatically look at your phone like who texted me. so everyone i guarantee anyone with a phone is actually going to see it versus if you get like a, a voicemail like i rarely check my voicemails especially if i don't even know who it is like i just I don't I'm not i don't know the who same. You're, I'm, not
1: yeah. I'm the same all right so let me just uh somebody said to me take could you please ask colin to explain the dark posts a little bit more because they felt when they listened to us last time, because they're very new to social media, that it just yeah. got a little bit too complicated for them. So from a beginner's perspective, could you explain the dark posts again?
0: Yeah, if you just go into ads manager and you create a custom audience, and then you do create an ad, it depends on what you want to do, obviously, but that ad will only play to that custom audience, so it won't appear on your Facebook newsfeed. So just go ads manager, create ad, depending on what you want to do, it might be like drive traffic to your web page or whatever and then create your custom audience and then you just click that custom audience only and it will only appear to them
1: okay so they're looking at their facebook page they're on their business yep. page where do they find ads manager
0: it should be there like create it should, there should be a button that says create ad you Can pull up facebook but i'm afraid i'll lose skype um, so create ad
1: uh, under settings is that correct they might have
0: to download ads manager it's been a while for me
1: all right because a lot of people are saying look i want to do this and i want to do that but when i look at my my business Facebook page. I don't know where to look for these these prompts that you're telling me about.
0: It should so. be in the upper right, upper left-hand corner when you're looking at the screen. And there okay. should be like a button that says either ads manager or business manager, depending on what you're in. And then create, you just go to create ad. And then, like I said, if, if you want to post, that's not going to be in your timeline. You want to go to um, create an audience and then it will advertise just to that audience.
1: And so where it says create an audience, it gives them the availability to pick male or female, age, sex. Exactly.
0: Likes. I mean, the audience creation thing is really cool. Like if you were – I mean, I think most gyms would benefit by being more geographically – they're going to use like geo references, But if if you were like on a more national or international scale, you could pick interests. Um, It could be like, oh, I just want to do – like someone that likes the Boston Red Sox or something like that. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like it could be just on lights or even like income. All
1: right. It's, so it's
0: powerful. But for gyms, I think most people are just looking for anybody within 10 miles of their gym.
1: Okay, so within 10 miles. All right. So if It I could be bigger on
0: I mean, your area. It could be smaller. Too, like if you're in Manhattan or something in New York City, like it might only be like
1: Okay. No, that's cool. I get, I understand what you're saying. So will I be able to ask you then once we finish our um, chit chat today, I might ask you and and I'll put you on the spot just to do Uh a brief, say five or six steps for someone to be able to go, to be able to look at their Facebook page and then to be able to find where ads manager is, create ads. And if you could just do say six simple steps to creating those ads. And what we'll do is We'll put it on our, our Gym Owners Network page and also our podcast page. And then if they get stuck or they need any help from you, they can get in touch with you direct. Uh yep. because I, I know myself there are just so many people out there that really want to get involved more with Dark Post, but they're just not quite sure how it all works. So that would yeah. be awesome if you could do that. Thank you very much. So what else is what else is news in the social media marketing world? What's what's new? What's coming?
0: What do you mean? Like what? Like is there anything new,
1: new that you've heard of that's going to be launched on Facebook or on Instagram that would be? I mean, it looks well, like
0: Facebook is making a shift. Like everyone has used landing pages, and so they're driving traffic away from Facebook. And there's new features on Facebook that allow you to create landing pages within Facebook that I've been playing with. Like the whole point, Facebook's whole place have you never, never drive traffic away from Facebook, but to keep it internal. I think that landing pages could be for like everyone that's moved like click funnels or lead pages, they might be less useful in the near future. Okay. And you might just get all internal, which is that's an interesting shift on the Facebook front. As far as like the new, like I don't always chase the, the newest fanciest, like and the new, you know what I'm saying? Like the, yeah. whatever, like I tend to just do like one or two things really consistently and not worry about it until I can monetize it. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah, so like you won't find sense. me on every single, like I'm not on Snapchat, even though I, it's cool. I just, I'm just not into it. You know what I'm saying? But if I could monetize Snapchat, I'd probably – if I could monetize it easily with paid ads, I probably would be on it.
1: Yeah, I agree with with that one. I I mean I like Snapchat but it's not something that I'm into at the moment because it's a little bit hard to to understand if you're getting a return from it. So I said, yeah, I am sticking with with Facebook and Instagram. With Instagram, do you see anything new happening there?
0: The top – like the story thing is cool. I mean, I think Instagram's growing. Like, I, I I like Instagram and and advertising on Instagram. I've been getting good returns. Supposedly, they're going to put good. live links in Instagram, which that would be a plus. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, Facebook, when you click something, it pops yes. up into another video. Supposedly, yeah. that's coming on Instagram, and I think that would actually make it a game changer. Like, it'd be way more way more useful for marketing purposes. Because yeah. a lot of times you have to be like, oh, link in bio. You know what I'm saying? And yes. then no one's going to s- scroll up to your bio.
1: I agree with that. Uh, Just something that I might mention with Instagram is that for those that that like to do hashtags, there is an app that's called InstaTags and what you can do is you just download download the app, then you just go to Fitness and Wellness. It's a category there and you can pick uh, your hashtags. You just save the hashtags and you can copy because you can only hashtag obviously up to 30 hashtags at a time on Instagram and it will just dump the 30 hashtags straight away into your ad so for people that are new to instagram that aren't quite sure how to hashtag that's a good little tool because you don't have to sit there and think about hashtags which is what everybody does when they're starting out Yep. so
0: it's I'd got- for hashtags to make sure you you're hashtagging like like local references if you're if you're running a gym like oh. it should be your town
1: Absolutely. like anything local and the other thing is too, Colin, as you know, once you start doing the same hashtags on a regular basis, they pop up automatically anyway. So it's yeah. just a matter of, of touching them. But for those guys that are new to doing hashtags, a little app called InstaTags will get you started for sure. Please do tell me what's happening with Three Bad Monkeys.
0: <laughs> three Bad Monkeys. So we have a, we're have we doing a soft launch of content in August, basically. So you'll start seeing the content out at the end of August, September from people. Um, and we just want to make sure it's not all jacked up, obviously. And then yes. beyond that, like we're we're gonna produce content for people every single month. So if you're like I don't have time to make a recipe, I don't wanna do workouts, all you have to do is just sign up, just call Thomas Plummer's people at NFBA or Bad Bad Monkey, and you can basically we'll just give you like thirty content pieces every single month and you just pick and choose which ones you want.
1: That sounds great. So obviously just to reiterate back on the questions that we spoke about. Why do I need content for marketing purposes? Obviously, to get fresh leads that then become sales. Is there anything that you wanted to add to that?
0: I mean, the only other thing that I didn't talk about was like, it makes you an authority. When you look at who's an expert in certain fields, the one differentiation that most experts have is they wrote a book or they write articles or videos. Like they did something to, to get recognized. And so if you're looking to become... Recognize as a fitness expert then content is definitely a must do
1: so the next one was um once you've created the the content dumping it into your email marketing so you said that that's a great idea to take the content from facebook and instagram and dump it into your email marketing and you also said to have a call to action in the email that's correct
0: yeah put it on your blog post and then you're going to take the blog post you're going to share it on facebook instagram email Anything you have, any social media you have, blast that blog post everywhere you got. And make sure you have a pixel in it so that you can set up ads to target people who read it.
1: All right. So what happens if they haven't got a blog, Colin?
0: They should get one.
1: They should get one. So <laughs> if you were a learner, where would you go to the start a blog?
0: I mean, you could get a free WordPress blog. Just, it's free if you wanted. It could be that simple.
1: So they go to WordPress? Yep. Yes. Okay. And they can, Or just and, hire someone
0: to build and, them, but you get so, free blogs.
1: All right, so WordPress will walk them through the setup of their blog? Yep. Awesome. Okay, that's great news because a lot of people don't realize that. They do think it's quite complex. And the last question, of course, is uh, social media marketing is great, but what about traditional marketing? You said that you still inject quite a bit of funds into radio ads?
0: Yeah, I usually trade for radio. Radio works for us. I do tons of pan- like handwritten thank you cards are my favorite way. Like, it gets us a steady flow of referrals. We do charity events, bring a friend, workouts. Every month we have some kind of social event. It might be, like, Muscle and Mimosa Saturday. But something where people can just kind of hang out. And I think all those, like, all the offline stuff is is really powerful.
1: And how far ahead do you plan all of your marketing?
0: I wish I could say, like, I'm planning out for the year. But usually, probably at least 30 to 60 days out, we kind of make a game plan and go for it. I like, anything beyond three months for me and i don't i feel like i don't even know what i'm gonna be doing in like in six months yeah. so it's not that far not like a whole year at once okay short. Yeah.
1: i have my pretty standard things that i do every year so there might be three or four things that i do every year at the same time and then i'd like right. yeah then i'd have to say to be quite honest it wouldn't be any more than 30 days um
0: i'm, I'm with you on that like yeah. we always do like something similar in january and then in the fall it's always like kids back to school, yeah. like come work out for the month. Like it's always the same kind of thing, but it's just like 30 to 60 days usually.
1: Oh, right, well, we've touched on some great topics there today. And I hope that we've helped out um, our listener who was very inquisitive about dark posts. Cause uh, they, I'll,
0: you, I'll make the post for that.
1: Please do. Cause I really do believe that that will come in handy for a lot of people. So we look forward to putting that up hopefully in the next 48 hours on the gym owners business uh, network page. Colin, it was great to speak to you this morning. social media, topics, there are thousands and thousands of them and everybody's got their own opinion on what works for them in their business. Everybody has a success story. Some people have, you know, stories that don't work out too well. But I think it's really important to keep the conversation with social media going so that we're forever educating not just club owners, but managers as well, so that they, they don't get left behind and that they do see some success coming towards them eventually in the end. As I said, social media, it's a, it's a massive topic. I could go on for hours and hours about yep. it, but I hope that we've been able to answer some people's questions today. So what's on uh, your agenda for the rest of the week? over there rest
0: of the week i might be going to the beach (laughs) the beach
1: Uh -uh. yeah it's nice out here lucky you well it's about seven degrees here um i'm heading off to the ursa institute next week catch up with some people over there and maybe get one or two podcast interviews happening otherwise i'd like to thank you very much for your time please keep those recipes from seacoast coming and we look forward to your top five or six hints there to get our dark posts happening and we'll be chatting to you hopefully in the next couple of weeks
0: okay thank you very much for having
1: me you're welcome colin thank you
0: okay take care Ma. thank you for joining the gym owners podcast sponsored and supported by national fitness business alliance and gym click media by mel Tempest on facebook instagram and linkedin join us next time for the gym owners podcast